Welcome to the podcast of Grace Crossing Church, where life and faith intersect. Good morning. So good to have all of you here at Grace Crossing Church this morning, and whether you're visiting or been a part of our church for some time, we're just so glad to have you. My name is Life Anderson. I'm the executive pastor here at the church. Um, our lead pastor, Gil Dukeman, is actually traveling um, out of Heathrow Airport in London on his way to Cairo, Egypt. And uh, I just got a text, with, text from him recently, and um, he just wanted to express his love and thanks to all of you. He's um, headed to Cairo to work with the AG, Assembly of God, pastors there through the ministry of Equip. And so... He's very excited um, to be able to pour into some of these men um, that are a part of the, the church over there in, in Cairo, Egypt. I mean, as you think of Egypt, you know, you think of the pyramids and the Exodus and Moses. And so he's in a very biblically rich land. And I'd like to pray for him this morning just on behalf of our church. So why don't you bow your heads and we'll pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity that you've given to Pastor Gill uh, to travel so far away and represent Grace Crossing Church in Cairo, Egypt, in ministering to these pastors. And I pray, Lord God, that you, through your spirit, would bring a cold, cool, fresh of, uh, water to them and, and just refresh their hearts, refresh their souls, develop them as pastors and leaders to bring forth your gospel, Lord God, in the country of Egypt, which is a dry, dry land. So work by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, we pray. And I pray that you'd sustain Gil and the team that he's with. Help him with getting the rest he needs through the different time zones and um, the difficulty it is sometimes to sleep um, on, on a different time zone. So Lord, we just lift all of them up to you. And Lord, you've also, I just also want to pray for Chris Suttle. Um, he's going through cancer treatments right now, and I do lift him up and Jamie and their family and the many that are surrounding them right now. Lord, strengthen him and continue to uh, experience you during this time, Lord God. Experience your comfort and your love and your peace as he goes through this uh, difficult process of chemotherapy, Lord. And guide us here this morning. Thank you for the wonderful worship, and may your spirit continue to move and Guide us through your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, presently we are in a series um, entitled Grace Anatomy, in which we're learning about God's kingdom, and that it gets carried out through the body, the church, which is the physical expression of Christ to the world. Last week, Pastor Josh shared about um, how God has created us with needs, and we need to come around each other to understand those needs and then, as a body, come around and meet those needs. And talking to some of you regarding this last week, some of the things that I heard you say were, you know, it's difficult to know what my needs are. I did not grow up learning what I needed. Someone else said, I grew up thinking I did not have needs, and I really do not need anyone. I can do things on my own. Well, I get this. I, I grew up in a similar way. Um, when I was younger, and I've had to relearn this whole area of needs and how to express needs and really grow in my self-awareness of what's really happening on the inside. As a church, we're committed to being emotionally healthy and growing in our self-awareness. 
as we grow in our self-awareness of what we need, then we're able to love ourselves and love God and love others better. What is imperative, though, is that we learn how to share our needs with one another. Jesus responded mostly to the people in the Gospels when they were sharing their needs. Some would say, have mercy on me, O God. And he would come and minister to those. This might seem selfish to some of you to express our needs to one another. But it's really, in fact, a very humble thing to do. It's sometimes very hard for us to express what's going on inside and what we need with other people. I really believe that God has called us to do this, and Jesus even healed many times when people express their needs because it forces us to be dependent on one another and upon God and to come to the realization that we just can't do this on our own. I remember early in our marriage, Jean would come to me and say, Life, you've got to figure out what I need. You've got you've to read my mind as far as what I need. Well, then I went to a marriage workshop. And yeah, there she is right over there. And it taught us just the opposite, is that it's my job or her job to learn what she needs and then to express that to one another so that we can come around and meet those needs instead of turning into mind readers because it's so frustrating, it's difficult, almost impossible to figure out what someone else needs. Instead, if we share what we need, then we can spend all of our energy coming around, meeting that need. Well, this is where we're headed this morning. We're going to learn how to express and care for each other's needs according to the Bible. The big idea is the degree to which we express needs to each other determines the degree to which we can care for each other, which brings harmony to the body. The bottom line is, is we cannot help one another and care for one another if we don't know what they need. So let's continue our journey through 1 Corinthians 12, starting with verses 25 through 27. This is where we're going to camp out for this morning. It says this, This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Paul calls for equal concern among all members of the body. That means gender, culture, socioeconomic background, everybody, we should have equal concern for one another. And this is all very mutual. In other words, there's no one up. No one's better than, than the other in the body of Christ. We become mutual no matter what role we have, no matter if we're pastors or working in the coffee or the children's. We're mutual in the body of Christ. We just have different gifts. So as a church, we're called to be mutual when we're strong and when we're weak. We're called to be mutual when one suffers and when one, when one gets honored uh, among others. So as a church, we're called to help each other with one another's needs. We're called to lean in when there's suffering or lean in to honor another brother or sister in the body. What one person goes through, it affects everybody. 
in the body. We are to be there for each other during tough times of suffering or very rejoicing times of, of when there's celebration or honoring taking place. Whether it's the valley or the mountaintop, God calls us as a body to be there for each other. And in many ways, as a church, Grace Crossing Church, you guys are doing an incredible job. I had a, a meeting with my Connection Group coaches yesterday, and, and one of the questions I asked them is, I said, how, what, are, what are you learning about in the Connection Groups and how they're meeting one another's needs? Share me some stories of, of what, God's, what, what you've been hearing. And some of these you're familiar with. Um, some of these we've done as a church. But some of them, I just want to bring them out to us because God's moving in an incredible way uh, through his body to meet one another's needs. The whole area of suffering, when we're going through difficulty and hardship, uh, one huge one was when Malachi had to go into the hospital. And many of you remember that, that Pastor Josh and Pastor Ashley were in the hospital and going through such a difficult time, trying to understand what was wrong with Malachi and, and waiting for reports from the doctor to know how to bring healing to him. And uh, Pastor Gill, you remember, even left the service to be there at the hospital because it was so heavy on his heart, not knowing what, what could happen there. And you guys just really leaned into that as a body. With meals, there were gifts, gift cards, time, visiting, prayers. They just felt a huge outpouring of love. And Malachi is doing so much better. I see him running around, and he's got so much energy but but it's just it's just beautiful because there's a time where we just didn't know what was going to happen i think back to last christmas when i came forward and, and shared with you some needs that some families had around the christmas holidays uh, just needing a boost in the financial area and you guys leaned into that and gave and i was able to bring that to some families and i remember one dad just tears flowing down his face just so thankful for that and, and didn't expect it, didn't expect the level of what you gave. And as I talked to my connection group coaches, they've shared like life in these connection groups. People are coming around each other when someone dies, a loved one, and they're going to funerals with one another. They're, they're gathering to listen, pray, and be present when someone's struggling with an illness and they, they can't get out of the house um, or other types of hardship. And I just want to say great job drawing close, leaning in, and being there for each other, especially during times of suffering. It brings harmony to the body. It brings strength to the body. The second area is just honoring. There's been a number of stories that I've heard of just honoring. Uh, one connection group leader has a number of young families, and he said, Life, we celebrate new births. We've got a lot of babies that have taken place in our connection group. And we, we go to one another's showers together. And I know some of you have been a part of going to weddings and celebrating in that way or birthdays for one another. A, a cool one that I heard from one of our coaches was um, a, an adult who graduated recently. And they went to the graduation, celebrated the graduation. Somebody in the connection group made a graduation cake for them. And they just had this great celebration, just honoring this accomplishment. So we're really doing well there. But I want to encourage us. What I want to encourage, though, is to keep 
turning up the temperature in our care for one another. And what we're really talking about here is how to best love one another. Let's deepen the love. Let's keep leaning into some of the needs that people have so that others may say, look at how well they love as the body of Christ. There's no greater compliment than that. And this brings such lift and such unity to the church as a body. And it brings great glory to Christ because it's him working in and through us to help meet one another's needs. And, and sometimes it can begin to feel like a family. And some of you may have some gaps in that area of, of not having family close by or different things that have happened in your family. And I've, I've heard this expressed that it feels like family when I'm with my connection group or it feels like family when I'm around Grace Crossing Church. I get that. I remember as a teenager, right after my mom and dad got a divorce, my mom wanted to bring me into a church and it took a while just to build relationships. I hadn't been a churchgoer, but I began to feel family from the body of Christ. I had men coming into my life that were like father figures. I had teenagers in the youth group that were dear friends of mine coming around me at a time that was really, really difficult. And I look back on that and say, wow, God, your family can really step into the gaps for us. And so I want to encourage that because God wants to move through us and really draw us close so that we're like a family. So what's the secret to keep turning up the temperature, to keep growing in this area of caring for each other, according to verse 26 here, where it says, if one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. We need to get better at expressing our needs in these two areas, in the area of suffering or hardship or in the area of honoring. I want to go through some common needs we have in both areas and talk about the skill of how to express that need to one another. Some of these may be really new to you. Many of these I've taken from John Townsend's leadership program that I'm presently in with Pastor Gill. It's helping us tremendously personally, but it's also helping us in big ways with our staff team here at the church. I do have a comprehensive list if you're interested later, but I'm just going to hit a few of these, um, in these in these two areas this morning. Well, the first area I'm going to hit is the suffering area. So when someone's had gone through a loss, and I'm not meaning just a death, but they've lost a friendship or lost a job or something they were expecting to happen didn't happen the way they wanted and there's disappointment. It can be an illness where you're losing uh, your health that you didn't anticipate or it could be a death, as I mentioned. That one of the first common needs when it comes to leaning into someone who's suffering is listening. We need time to be heard when we're going through a difficult time. James 1.19 puts it very, very well. He says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, speaking to the body, you must all be quick to listen and slow to speak. 
and even slower to anger. It's priceless if you can just listen. What, what does that look like? What's the skill? It's, it's sharing with someone, I just need you to listen without telling me how you're feeling right now or giving me advice. Just listen. A second common need around suffering kind of kicks it up a notch and it's called validation. Validation says, I need to know my feelings are significant and not to be dismissed or minimized and pushed aside. To validate doesn't mean you agree or disagree. It just means that you understand how that person feels and you're going to validate that. And it's real simple. The skill is, it sounds something like this. If somebody's going through a hard time, just saying, that sounds really hard for you right now. That sounds really difficult. And so it's, it's, it's validating what they're feeling and what they're going through. And sometimes that's all people want. The next one kicks it up another notch. It's called empathy. And when we're going through hardship and stuff, the empathy says, I need to know you feel what I'm feeling. So not only validate what I feel, but you, you feel that very feeling inside of you. And it, a, a skill is, I feel angry with you for the way you, treat, you were treated by your boyfriend. Now, I got three daughters. I've had a little practice with that one. It's easier with empathy if we've gone through a similar situation. And maybe some of you have experienced that, where someone went through what you went through, and they know how you feel. And they can connect with it right away. I had this happen when I was over at Athletes in Action. I was working the snack bar over there by the, the, uh, the baseball fields and the soccer fields. And um, I was working with a guy from Central State University, African-American guy um, that was from inner city Detroit. And we were, you know, handing out candy bars and taking money and doing stuff and talking to each other, getting to know each other. And he looked really sad. He looked kind of down, and I, and I asked him, I said, you know, you doing okay? Is there something going on? He said, life, I, I just lost my brother. Lost him in a shooting in inner city Detroit. And I'm like, right away, my heart just went boom because I lost a brother. I know what that feels like. And right away, I said, I feel your sadness. My, my, my heart goes out to you in that time. And that, that started a relationship with Chris. And Chris and I continue to, to stay in touch today. But it's, it's just amazing, this, this area of empathy and, and what it does when someone's really going through a difficult time. The, the fourth area, the fourth need is, is comfort. And comfort says, be with me as I grieve a loss. And that loss could be any of the things that I defined earlier, disappointment, friendship, job, death. Um, it says this. This is the skill. I need you to be present with me when I feel sad so I can properly let go of whatever it is that loss is. Uh, I remember when my dad died um, and we were up in Minneapolis uh, and my buddy, uh, my, my friend of over 40 years, my really close friend, Dave, Dave uh, Marcourt, he flew up from Indy and was up there with me days before the funeral and, and through the funeral. And I experienced his comfort 
and he didn't say a word to me. I don't even remember if he even said anything, but obviously a lot was going on. But you know what I do remember? That he was there, that he let me feel sad, that he let me, helped me let go of my dad, which was really, really hard. And so sometimes I think we can, we can complicate leaning into someone with suffering. I mean, sometimes it's just, it's just a presence. It's just kind of being there. A couple others, one of which um, I shared already is, is just physical needs. When people are going through hardship or whatever, there's just physical needs that they have. And so stepping up, like I mentioned, meals or gift cards or money or visits, um, those are very tangible ways to meet needs of people that are going through a tough time. And then the last one, but probably one of the more important ones, is prayer. In fact, as I was talking to my connection group coaches, they said, life, this one is powerful. This is the one we hear the most about. Is that when we can pray with and for someone, with meaning we're with them. Maybe we put a hand on their shoulder as we pray. Four being that we're continuing to pray for them even though we're not with them. That in our time with the Lord or as they're brought to mind, we're praying for them. People feel that prayer. And, I'm, and I know you guys have heard like, thank you. I felt your prayers. It lifted me during a really, really difficult time. Those are some of the common needs. There's others, but those are some of the common needs to be able to share and express when you're going through a difficult time one thing to avoid during this time of suffering and how to meet needs and express needs avoid fixing bringing solutions bringing what you why you think something happened so if somebody's going through a hard time well i think you know why did you do that or da, 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 you know getting into that kind of uh-uh that 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 doesn't that doesn't that doesn't alleviate and come alongside anybody very well. And sometimes bringing Bible verses can come across as fixing people. So I would say even be careful there. I mean, I do that, but I'm also very sensitive, and I'll even ask if I sense like, uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't the best thing. Ask them, hey, when I send you a Bible verse, is that helpful to you or is that or not? And, and different people can kind of react differently to that. It's a lot like... Job and his friends is, is kind of what I'm saying is what to avoid. Let's look at Job 42.7. It says, After the Lord had finished speaking to Job, he said to Eliphaz the Temanite, I'm angry with you and your two friends, for you have not spoken accurately about me as my servant Job has. Job got a lot of advice. Job got a lot of reasons why he, sin, or why he was in the difficulty that he was, and a lot of it was pointed towards sin. And God's angry about that. And I think we need to learn from that and avoid just thinking we got to do all this stuff, learn from Job's friends, and really move towards people in a way that's going to really meet the needs that they have. So I got a video for you. I want, I want you to look for the fixing aspect, and I want you to look for some of the empathy and validating going on. Go ahead and take a look at this. It's just there's all this pressure you know? And sometimes it feels like it's right up on me and I can just feel it, like literally feel it in my head and it's relentless. And I don't know if it's going to stop. I mean, that's the thing that scares me the most is that I don't know if it's ever going to stop. 
Yeah. Well, you do have a nail in your head. It is not about the nail. Are you sure? Because, I mean, I'll bet if we got that out of there... Stop trying to fix it. No, I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just pointing out that maybe the nail is causing... You always do this. You always try to fix things when what I really need is for you to just listen. See, I don't think that is what you need. I think what you need is to get the nail out. See, you're not even listening now. Okay, fine. I will listen. Fine. It's just... Sometimes it's like there's this achy... I don't know what it is. And I'm not sleeping very well at all. And all my sweaters are snagged. I mean, all of them. That sounds really hard. It is. Thank you. Ow! Come on, if you would just- Don't! Try to see things my- That's a good one. It's not about the nail. Little tongue in cheek, but how many of us have been there? I've been there with my wife trying to fix, trying to come up with solutions when all she really wanted was for me to listen, for me to validate. Um, and uh, that's, that's where we can really lean in and be the most effective in this whole area of, of when, someone's in a, when someone's suffering. The next area that I want to move to is the honoring area. Um, honoring is when someone accomplishes an achievement or accomplishes something very meaningful. You know you actually have needs to be honored needs to be celebrated and encouraged. Those are good. Those are from God. What does that look like? Well, it looks like one of them is celebration. Celebration is acknowledging a success in someone's life. It says, I, I acknowledge a success in my life, or come and acknowledge a success in my life with me. I, the skill is, I need to know that you're as excited as I am about being promoted or about the accomplishment that I, that I did. I had a chance this year to go to a, a Wright Pat promotion ceremony where someone moved up in their rank. I'd never been to one of those before. And this person didn't say this to me, but being invited, being with family and close friends and just hearing of the accomplishments, I mean, just the, the sacrifice and the risks that we're taking taken uh, in the history of this guy's service, it was incredible. I mean, I, I was just like amazed at all that was going on. And I was so excited for him and what he had accomplished. And I shared that with him. And so this is a really good thing. It's good to ask people to come and celebrate with us. When I was talking about the Townsend Leadership Program, and, and we had a, a woman in there who had, has had so much... Um, growth in her role and clarity and figuring it out and the organization's getting stronger and better because of some of the con tough conversations that she had. And I remember her coming in and say, I just want you guys to celebrate with me. Things are going really good right now. And I just applaud that. And, and I want to say that that's a really good thing to express when we need that and then to try to come around that need for one another. Another one is affirmation. And this is defined as note something good that requires effort. The skill here would be let me know you think I did the right thing by letting the, that employee go 
even though it was a very negative experience. And during negative experiences, sometimes when we need affirmation the most, and it's hard, and sometimes you question, did I do the right thing? Did I do the right thing? But if you can come in and ask someone, hey, can you tell me, did I do the right thing here? And then they can come around that and meet that need that you have. It's powerful. It's powerful. The last one under honoring is encouragement. We're familiar with this, but I liked how this is defined. It's convey that you believe in me to continue on and that I can do it, whatever that might be that they're involved in. The skill here is I need to know that you actually believe I have what it takes to get a specific job done and why you think that. You know, this one resonates with me. I don't like someone just to say, good job. I like to know, why, why do you think that? Like, what was it that I did that was good? In fact, this was one of the needs I brought, brought to Pastor Gill. As I looked at this list, we're in this leadership program, and I'm like, I need to hear that from Pastor Gill. And as I thought about the different roles I've had and different vocations, those first one to two years were really important that I got a lot of encouragement because you just don't know, like, am I doing the right thing? It's kind of new. I'm not used to this. I did that at AIA uh, with my director job there, and I, and I did it again here. It's been so cool to see him come around that and let me know whatever job I'm doing, that I'm doing a good job there, and then share why. And when you connect with the need inside, it's just like, boom, you know, just, it just picks you up, and it brings motivation. And so it strengthens, you know, it strengthens us. It strengthens the body. One thing to avoid in this whole area of honoring, avoid jealousy. Be really mindful as you move into these times of honoring that you're not comparing yourself with that person that's getting honored or celebrated. You're not having envy in your heart, like, I want what they can do good, or I, you know, this, this taking, you know, you, I, I want to have that, a kind of envy with someone else. Or another way that jealousy turns up is apathy. You just begin to pull away. You kind of distance yourself from that person. You don't really say anything. You just kind of kind of let it go on. But you're kind of, jealousy can be, something be maybe going on inside there that's kind of creating that. So avoid those. It reminds me of what Saul and David struggled with. I mean, Saul, when David came onto the scene, he's called to be the new king. He's got lots of victories, lots of successes. Saul just began to burn with jealousy. And it came out in a lot of crazy ways. And so as we lean into this, these needs of celebrating and honoring someone, be, be really careful to avoid and check that at the door. Go before the Lord. Confess it for what it is so that you can appropriately honor and celebrate someone in the body. Because it'll just, instead of harmony, it's going to bring discord. Instead of unity, it's going to bring dissension and distance. Well, each of us right here, look around, look around at the different people that are here. There's another whole service before. Each of us is divinely placed here by God, right here at Grace Crossing Church. You're a part of this body. And we each have a role to play to care for one another 
in these areas of whether it's a suffering area or an honoring area. Think about how cool it would be if we felt so much love as a body that we were free to ask for what we really needed. And we came around each other to help meet those needs. It'd be a lot like this video that I'm going to show you. It takes place in a hospital. Imagine what it would be like at church or in a connection group if as you watch this video and these captions kind of float by, if people were actually sharing those, sharing those as needs that we could rally around and know exactly what they were going through and what they needed. Take a look at this video. stirred something in you. Maybe it's a need that you've kind of been keeping to yourself. You haven't shared with anyone and you need to. Um, I really want to encourage you to, to take a step and share that uh, with someone maybe here at Grace Crossing Church. Uh, maybe it's stirring in you to reach out and to be available to someone that is in need that you're aware of here in the church. And he's stirring you to take a step and, and ask if there are some needs that maybe you could come along and meet. Uh, whatever it might be, I want to encourage us as a church to take that next step on expressing what we need and what we might be going through with one another and allow God to bring love and strength and bring harmony to the body. If some of you are, are stirred and need to someone to pray with or you want to just someone to listen and talk to, um, Pastor Josh is over here to the right. Uh, Kelly and Jean are available as well, just off to my right, if you'd like to go up and talk with them after the service. But would you please stand with me and let's pray together. Father, thank you for each and every person that's here and that is a part of the grace crossing church body we are thankful we are grateful and we want to grow in expressing our needs and coming around to care for those needs will you will you just turn it up a notch will you by your spirit just stir inside of us to kick it up a notch so that we can keep growing in this whole area of love and care for one another we know that pleases you we know that glorifies you and that's our only desire so, Lord, with whatever you've stirred in the hearts of people here, of, of each one, Lord, I pray that they would take the step 
that your Holy Spirit's prompting them to take. I pray this all in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Grace Crossing Church, including service times and directions, check us out on the web at www.gracecrossingchurch.net. We hope to see you at one of our upcoming weekend worship gatherings. Have a great day.